Hello and welcome back to the Three Pillars Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Tobin, a.k.a. Tobin Hand of the Motivator, and this is episode 63, Selfishness. Guys, welcome back to the Three Pillars Podcast, the podcast where we focus on those three pillars, spiritual, mental, and physical fitness, to help us grow closer on our walk with the Lord. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, I appreciate you guys dropping a like, a comment, subscribe, sharing this with your friends. Same thing for the Rumble viewers out there. If you're listening to this on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, uh, Anchor, anything like that, please give us a review, share this. Uh, if you feel like this is something that is uh, a positive uh, influence in your life. Tonight we're going to talk about selfishness and what that means. I'm going to go back to old Charles Spurgeon. He had a solid devotional back a couple weeks ago. And it really, uh, is, again, these things resonate with me. And it helps me uh, go through that and, and share that with you guys. And we're going to address this particular devotional from May 2nd. Uh, it's been, been a little while, but it's something that it still resonates every single day. And then we'll, we'll jump into that here in just a little bit. For everybody who's been on this journey with me so far, I really appreciate each and every one of you. It's been enlightening. It's been edifying for me. It's been fantastic to get this off my chest every single week. It's definitely helped me grow in my faith, grow in my role as a husband, a father, and a, and a contributing member of society and a, and a war in the kingdom of, of God. So thank you for all that. If this is, again, something you guys uh, have really experienced on, on like a deep level, please let me know how you're doing. I'd really, really like to hear from you guys. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go on from there. And we're going to kick off this episode with a quick word of prayer as always. And we're going to jump right into it and talk about selfishness. So let's get right into it. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this, the many blessings you give us each and every day. Thank you for keeping us here just a little bit longer to fulfill your work, Lord. Each and every day could be our very last. And Lord, we ask that you give us the tools every day to bring just one more person to your fold, that we can all just be together in heaven with you, Lord, when the time comes. Lord, I ask that you give me the words to say, give people listening to this the eyes to see, ears to hear, and the hearts to receive anything that will grow them closer to you or anybody else to your fold, Lord. Lord, that's what it's all about, is bringing us all together in, in your glory. Lord, I ask this in your most holy name. Amen. All right, <clears throat> I'm going to jump right into it. Again, this is Charles Spurgeon's Morning and Evening Devotionals. Morning and Evening Devotions. This is from the morning section of May the 2nd. I'm going to read it and we're going to talk about it per kind of the use. The use, uh, as we've done so many times on this podcast, Spurgeon's awesome. So if you, if you haven't picked up this book or found it online, <clears throat> definitely do it. Um, each and every single word has something, something to give you guys. So... Without further ado, uh, here's the morning. So the verse that he starts out with is John 17, 15. And the verse is, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. It is a sweet and blessed event which will occur to all believers in God's own time. The going home to be with Jesus. In a few more years, the Lord's soldiers who are now fighting the, quote, the good fight of faith will have done with conflict and have entered into the joy of their Lord. But although Christ prays that his people may eventually be with him where he is, 
He does not ask that they may be taken, taken at once away from this world to heaven. He wishes them to stay here. Yet how frequently does the weary pilgrim put up the prayer, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. But Christ does not pray like that. He leaves us in his Father's hands until, like, the sh like shocks of corn fully ripe, we shall be gathered into our master's garner. Jesus does not plead for our instant removal by death. For to abide in the flesh is needed for others, if not profitable for ourselves. He asks that we may be kept from evil, but he never asks for us to be admitted into the inheritance of glory till we are of full age. Christians often want to die when they have any trouble. Ask them why and they tell you, because we would be with the Lord. We fear it is not so much because they are longing to be with the Lord as because they desire to get rid of their troubles, else they would feel the same wish to die at other times when not under the pressure of trial. They want to go home, not so much for the Savior's company as to be at rest. Now it is quite right to desire to depart if we can do it in the same spirit that Paul did, because to be with Christ is far better but the wish to escape from trouble is a selfish one. Rather, let your care and wish to be glorified and wish to be glorified by, <clears throat> sorry, rather let your care and wish to be glorified God by your life here as long as he pleases, even though it be in the midst of toil and conflict and suffering and leave him to say when, it is enough. So that last part. Because to be with Christ is far better, but the wish to escape from trouble is a selfish one. There's a lot to, to unpack in this entire, ver this entire devotional. But that part struck a chord with me like I hadn't had before. You know, there's a lot of lot of Christians. You're, you're, you're called as a Christian to be an apologist. You're supposed to defend your faith. You're supposed to bring other people to the Lord. That's your calling. But if all you want to do is just to go home and not fulfill that mission, what's the point? Not saying you won't go to heaven, not saying any of that stuff, you know, our salvation's already paid for. We've there's nothing on earth we can do to get our salvation. Just like there's nothing on earth we can do to end it. The the, the debt's already been paid. Our our ticket is is Jesus. Our believing loyalty in Jesus. And to fulfill that that gratitude is to live a good life full of good works. Not because our works save us, but because they they throw glory to the Lord and to bring as many people to the Lord as possible. But if you're ready to just throw your hands up, Jesus, take me now at the first sign of trouble. You're not strong enough in your faith. You're going to endure your Lord and Savior went through 
the worst possible death you can imagine. He suffered for you. But things get a little bit a little bit troublesome and you're ready to just, I'm done. Lord, take the wheel. Not saying you can't give your troubles to the Lord and fight it out with him. Because that's his promise to us. He's, he's going to be there with us through the struggle. And sure, he could just zap you out of it and you beam, beam me up, Scotty, right? But what would you learn from that? A lot of successes we have in life are great, but they don't teach you anything. It's the failures and the struggles and the strife that teach you stuff. And when you are successful, sure, you can... How did I get here? It's probably because you went through a lot of struggle and strife and torment. Christians often want to die when they have any trouble. Ask them why and they tell you, because we would be with the Lord. It's, it's kind of a cop-out answer. There's a lot of people who have been on this earth who have, who have fought the good fight for a long time, and I get that. But you're not done yet. You're not done until you take your last dying breath. You don't drop your pack. When I was in the Marine Corps, they, I was checking out. I was getting, I was done. I was done with the Marine, Marine Corps. I was turning into my gear. I was checking out, getting all my signatures to go home. And I, I, I'm not going to toot my own horn but toot toot just for just just one second i may have told this story before we had a field operation a, a range uh, we we're going to shoot a lot of rounds and have a lot of really great great training is is, is a course of fire that i actually wrote um I had a little help obviously to do it all by myself uh, but i was i was the, the the primary i was the lead on this particular range couldn't run it for a very long time because I didn't have any ammo. <laughs> that was back, um, you know, a couple, couple administrations ago. When the last administration got in, I had some ammo, I could go shoot. And they were like, hey, can we run this range? Sure, we can run this range. I'll help you. I'll help you do it. Problem was, I didn't have any gear. I'd, I'd already turned my stuff in. But the range got approved. I helped push it through, talk to the people that need to get talked to, got the ammo, got more ammo than I even requested. I requested like 120,000 rounds. I think they gave me like 200 to run this company level range to help train my guys and the guys I was getting ready to leave um, to get to get them the best training I could possibly go. I didn't have to do that. I was done. I could have just walked away and you guys figure it out. Didn't do it. I didn't have any gear. The range came. I had to borrow gear from people to go to the field for like three days. My wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm training my guys. Aren't you done with the Marine Corps? Yeah, sure, but they need they, they, they need this. And I'm going to make sure it goes, goes the way it's supposed to. And it went off swimmingly. It was a fantastic training evolution. But I could have just not done it. Be like, okay, yep, I'm done. Cool. That's kind of how it is in, in, in your faith. You're very selfish when you just, just get me out of here like that. 
when you're ready to just drop it and you, and you, just, you don't care anymore. All you care about at that point is yourself. Get me out of here because there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of trouble. There's some responsibility that I don't want to take on. It's easier for me to just walk away. Obviously, pick your battles and stuff like that. I get that, but if you have an opportunity, even though it might be a little uncomfortable, might not be the most convenient thing for you, if you have that opportunity to strengthen yourself, strengthen others, make a, a huge change in the world, bring somebody to the Lord. But it's going to take a little bit of work, a little bit of responsibility, a little bit, maybe a little bit of struggle. Oh, no, you know what, Lord, you got this. I, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do it. Is that what you're supposed to do as a Christian? Is that what you're supposed to do as a warrior for the Lord? No, that is selfish. But the wish to escape from trouble is a selfish one. I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world. You are on this earth for a mission, and your mission is not over till you take your last breath and you stand before God and, and he says, I know you. Thank you, my good and faithful servant. Welcome to paradise. Your work is finished. It's not that complicated, folks. You're supposed to be selfless. Jesus was selfless when he was hung on the cross. What he did there, I don't think anybody can really even fathom that event. He did it because he loved you, and he still loves you. Because three days later, he rose. Our Redeemer lives. So what can you do? When the going gets a little tough, the tough get going, right? You put your armor on and you go to battle every single day for the Lord because you owe that to him. Oh, but I don't want to be a slave to Sky Daddy. I don't, I don't need to be under his oppressive thumb. Is it really oppressive? Is it really oppressive to love your neighbor and to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind? It's not. Is it really oppressive to be a good person, to not lie, cheat, steal, commit adultery, any of these things that you find in the Ten Commandments? Is that oppressive? No, it's not. The world will have you think it is. You don't have to answer to anybody but yourself. You have to follow, you know, the, the, the world blindly because they know what's best for you. No. No, that's not it. The moral, spiritual, physical, and mental guidelines set down by the example of Jesus and the writings in the Bible, hands down the best you will find on the planet. It's not that complicated. Be a good person to glorify the Lord. Don't be selfish. 
don't go beating people in the head with a Bible. I don't think you have to do that. I think your example of what the Bible should look like is enough. Why were all the, all the laws written for the Israelites back in the Old Testament? It was to set them apart from the heathen nations that they were getting ready to go be a part, be, be, they were going to be around them. And by separating themselves and putting themselves on a different standard, just like you do when you uh, are a professing Christian, you're on a different standard and you're, you, you, you love people, you, you are empathetic with people, you can relate to people, you can talk to people, people start thinking, man, how, what, what is this person doing? How can I be like that? You can be like that because you love the Lord. You can be like that and bring other people to the fold without really having to do anything except living an example worthy of emulation. If you emulate the Lord, other people will emulate you, and that's how you change the world. Is it tough? Yes, because people are going to mock you, ridicule you, think, say you're crazy, you know, you're just a Bible thumper, all these things, sticks and stones. Words do have power, but your armor will deflect that. Don't let them get under your skin. Okay? Don't be selfish just because things get a little tough. Fight every single day because you owe it to your fellow men. Why would you not want your friends and family to join with you in heaven? Why would you not want somebody to live eternity in paradise with the creator of the universe? Too many times you see people, oh, well, you know, you've got a you know, rapist and a murderer and all these things. And oh, you mean to tell me on their deathbed they can just accept Jesus and go to heaven? Sure. Yes, that is. Yes, that is the answer. However, that is not realistic. Most people who have evil in their hearts that much in their life don't generally change. So cherry picking that example doesn't fly with me. Is it possible for somebody to have a change of heart on their deathbed? Yes, but th that's between them and the Lord. The Lord knows their heart. They can say, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus now because you know I've just changed. But if they really haven't changed in their heart, they're gonna get what's coming to them. They're gonna get judged regardless. So that's a terrible example for when somebody says, you know, tries to challenge the faith. People who love the Lord, love their neighbors, they don't go around doing that stuff anyways period. Plenty of stories out there of people changing their ways well before their deathbed. But somebody having a deathbed confession all of a sudden saying they're a believer after a, a lifetime of evil, very, very rare that that even happens. Okay? So don't be selfish. Don't fall into the trap that the world sets for you. Bada bing, bada boom. That's all I got. That's all I got tonight, ladies and gents. Just don't be selfish. All right? Don't pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure all the things that come at you each and every day. That makes you stronger. That way you can impart that knowledge on somebody else who might need it.
in their most desperate time. When somebody calls out to Lord, Lord, save me, deliver me from this, this, this turmoil that I'm in. Maybe it's you that are placed in the life of that person on behalf of the Lord to get them out of that trouble. Think about that for a minute. If you say, oh, well, you know, Lord, that's going to be kind of a, I'm going to have to go out of my way. It's going to be kind of tough to, to do that and help this person out. You know, I don't know. Yeah, you can take this one, Lord. You're being selfish. It's not saying you've got to save the world. You've got to save every single person out there. But if you have an opportunity to help somebody and you don't take it just because it might be a little bit uncomfortable, come on. You got this. You got this because you got the creator of the universe. You got the Lord at your back. Legions of angels, they have to cheer you on and help you out. It's not that complicated, guys. All right, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Guys, thank you for tuning in tonight. Um, this is always a pleasure to have these chats with you once a week. Um, thank you for being here through 60, now three episodes. If you haven't watched any of the other ones, go back and rewatch them. If you want to let these things play overnight, <laughs> every single night to get some views up, do it. I, I'm not going to be mad at it. <laughs> Share these with your friends. Uh, again, if you're on YouTube or Rumble, drop a comment. If you're on any of the other podcast platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, any of that, share it, leave a rating, please uh, leave a follow. Um, that'll help us out. I'm not trying to pay any bills with this. I'm just trying to spread the good word. But if, if, if it happens that I can get a, get a couple out of the way, I ain't going to be mad at that either. All right. You guys are awesome. I love you all. We're going to end this with a quick word of prayer. Kick you guys out for the weekend. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us an example to follow every single day. Lord, thank you for just being our guiding light through this crazy thing we call life. Lord, I ask that you give us all the strength and the faith each and every day to endure, endure whatever comes at us, and not to give it up the first sign of trouble. Lord, thank you for putting people in our lives that strengthen us, that edify us, that guide us just like you guide us, and thank you for giving us those tools to go help guide others directly to you. Lord, I ask you to bless anybody tuning into this each and every day, bless them with abundance that they can pour into others your glory and your light. Lord, I ask this in your most holy name. Amen. Guys, until next week, I love you guys. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Tobinator out.